0: Hi there. Welcome to an episode of The Grass is Greener. I'm your host, Paul Green, and we are taking a walk today. Today is September 11th, 2023, and uh, my mom reminded me that I was in New York City when the towers fell, and I was very close to them, and I just wanted to tell you the story of 9/11 from the perspective of being there in New York City. So I lived in New York for almost 10 years, and I loved the city. It gave me a lot. I was uh, very active in Times Square Church there, which was David Wilkerson's church. I was playing music on uh, the subways just about every day. It's pretty much where I learned how to play music and and uh, get over my fear of rejection from strangers. Uh, <laughs> I would play hours a day on those trains. And I just, I, this one day, I had to do a photo shoot for Target, the company. Um, and we were in downtown, near downtown in a studio. And I had taken my guitar and played it on the subway. I lived in Brooklyn at the time. Uh, no, I lived in Long Island City at the time, so it was a shorter ride, but I still took my guitar, and I always had my video camera with me. Even back in the 90s, I was filming these these short videos. I'm just going to take off my sunglasses uh, somewhere here. But, um, so, I came out of the subway, and a homeless man was screaming, saying, the world is ending, and judgment is coming, and and he was pulling at his hair and it was super intense. And I just was like, oh, he must be you know, on something or this just must be his day and I ignored it. And then as I'm walking, I looked up, I looked up and one of the planes had already gone into the, 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 the first tower. And I quickly walked to my studio where we were filming, went in the elevator, and by the time I got in the elevator to the top, the second plane had flown in to the second tower. And I took up my little video camera. I wish I could show you guys some of that footage. It's buried somewhere in uh, one of my shoe boxes. And I began filming and standing at this window with about 10 crew for Target, and I saw We watched the towers fall right before our eyes i just remember some people went to their knees some people cried put their hand in their in their their head into their hands and and i just remember obviously work was over and so everybody kind of hugged and said goodbye and um went back in that same elevator out on the streets in the streets, you know, I could, I don't know how to describe how close I was, but maybe 10 city blocks, something like that, close enough that they evacuated our building. And there was debris uh, following some of the first responding vehicles that came by our, our building. And so, I got out on the street and um, started walking north to Central Park. Somehow, I got gotten in touch with my cousin's wife at the time, Jenny, and we met in Central Park. And I remember it was a long walk from downtown up to Central Park because none of them, we couldn't use subways, or there was all these uh, there was all these reports that more terrorist attacks were happening, and we were told that uh, there was planes inbound to hit the bridges, but we had to take a bridge home, to get home. So Jenny and I crossed the 59th Street Bridge, and there was a guy who had a heart attack, and th- throngs of people. I have video of this too, and pictures somewhere. So we finally get home, and the way my apartment was in Long Island City was I could see the towers. I might be able to put a picture of that in here, because I think I know where that picture is. Um, and we just watched them smoke and burn. And I remember on the radios of every car we passed was ten, ten winds. You give us ten minutes, and we'll give you the world. That was what ten ten winds was all about. And um, <laughs> And on the radio was constant reporting of these so-called inbound planes that were coming in. It was really tricky because my wife was in Europe and Spain and she just heard that New York was under attack. And she, you know, all communication was down and as you can imagine, my mom was was incredibly concerned about it. But it's one of those days that, you know, that I'll never forget. And then the, the following weeks and months, the city, how it pulled together and how everybody really, came together as a city to love one another. Still remember the smell, a very distinct smell from the way the towers were burning. We could smell it from where we were in Long Island City, too. That day, you know how people talk about PTSD. I don't believe I experienced any because it just felt like a surreal, like a movie, right? Like you just, there was, it was just unfathomable to Comprehend that this could be done. And I'll never forget. Not that long after Tony Robbins had one of his one of his uh, workshops, I believe it was "Date with Destiny," and in the crowd was a a Jewish person and a Muslim. And he talked them through the power of forgiveness. And I and I was on uh, my live the other day. And I said, just think of somebody you can forgive. And there was a woman who came on my live, and she goes, I'll never forgive the the Muslim terrorists who took 16 of my family members. I'm not sure who this woman is. Maybe she's reading this or listening to this podcast at some point. But uh, there's definitely certain things and certain people that we feel like, nah, never going to be able to forgive that, right? And we just want vengeance and... And then our whole life just becomes this hateful kind of loop of we really are a prisoner, right? We're just a prisoner to those that we, that we are hating and not forgiving. And, you know, it was challenging after that to get on a plane and you see somebody who is dressed like someone from the Middle East and your mind goes there. Or somebody walks to the front of the airplane and you're all of a sudden you know, something from the past triggers you into the present moment and you're just not even dealing with the moment. You're dealing with, like, a trigger from the past about this thing. And forgiveness is one of those things that, like, as hard as it is to do, it's like one of those things that just takes baby steps. You just sort of start and you kind of let go. You start at the place of letting go of controlling the outcome. And, you know, life just kind of happens and... Life sort of happens without us controlling it and certain things are so unfair and so hard to understand. And, but we, we get really worked up and really fussy when things don't go our way. And of course a terrorist attack or somebody who cheats on you or, or possibly has abused you or rape or something, it's like you're, those are the extreme ends of it and it's just like how do you move on Past some a moment, like how do you how do you get unstuck from a moment, so that that moment doesn't define you for your entire life, and then your whole life is about that. And there's people listening to this and watching this, who have been abused or raped or or mistreated or cheated on or or violently attacked in some weird random act, and it's like how do you move forward and have your have a way to move forward and, and, and so that life, your whole life doesn't have to be about that moment that you're stuck in. And as it's 9-11 today, it's, it's really easy to, to think, oh man, the world is not a safe place, I have evidence. It's not safe for me to go in a high-rise building, or to go in an airplane, or to trust somebody who has a faith that justifies killing infidels, and at least that interpretation of the Qur'an, right? So there's so much that we don't know, and if we're not careful, our interpretation about something that happened in the past We can drag that on forever and ever and ever, and that becomes our identity and our personality and our personal reality. And we're no longer ourselves. We're just this, this identity that's trying to survive this event rather than truly being having the art of being you. And I feel that, especially with something like 9-11, which is the most extreme, or in some of you, some cases, there's some folks who've been abused. At a certain point, there comes a time when letting go is the only option. Because holding on to it and being unforgiven is poisoning your very being and your body and your soul. And the chemistry in your body is toxic. And so forgiveness and allowing life to unfold as life unfolds takes some time and some practice and maybe a nudge from someone like me to go, OK, on a date like 9-11, you're like my furry friend, I'm walking with my cat. On a day like 9-11, sister, is it, it's a reminder that we can be stuck in the past in a moment and have that moment define us as a nation, which it has, where we then went on attack and how many thousands of Americans have died since because of vengeance, for trying to, even so many lies told about mass destruction weapons and it's how many wars, that did not need to happen as a result of this, if there was perhaps a little bit of wisdom around the response, rather than a teenage response of violence and reciprocity. Now, whatever your thoughts are about how we responded to 9-11, I don't want to get political, but what I'm talking about is if you're stuck in a moment from the past, like 9-11, how long are you going to let that moment define who you are? And how long are you going to drag that thing from the past into your future and then live Groundhog's Day, that same story, over and over and over again? So I've had things happen in my life, big things in the realm of relationships and love that would pretty much cause me to shut down and not trust love forever. And I'm so grateful that I have chosen to do some of the hard work of forgiving and not making up additional stories about what happened so I could move on and open my heart and be able to love again, rather than just looping the same story over and over again. So as you look at your life, maybe there's a moment you're stuck in in your past, like 9-11, maybe something less politically charged. (laughs) And, And maybe there's a way that you can soften and relax just a little bit. Maybe give up your right to be right about the story of the circumstances that happened during that event. And maybe that event doesn't have to define you or your future, or your children, or your, the next generations to come because of becoming fixed in a, stuck in a moment. Let it go. Freedom for your soul. The wounds that it gave you could be the wounds that actually free you And whenever there's a place where we close down, there's a chance to open and experience incredible freedom, power, and self-expression. I am speaking from experience. I've had to do my work around 9-11. I've had to do my work around love to be able to trust again, to just let it go and relax. So right now, as you're listening or as you're watching, can you, with me, Take a breath and just find a way to relax even just a little bit behind that story that you've made up that's potentially holding you captive and prisoner. Can you take a double breath, let it go, soften a little bit. I'm not asking you to go all the way. I'd never ask you to totally forgive. I'd give you too much freedom. But what if you could soften and relax behind the contraction just a little. And then tomorrow, do it a little more. And remember that hurt people hurt people. And you've made mistakes before. And if you've been forgiven for them, how does that feel? And just feel into your heart a little bit and allow it to expand rather than close and shut down and give you a very predictable future that looks exactly like your past. Thank you for tuning in Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed this, please share and subscribe and all that. In this memorial of 9-11, our prayers go to the family, especially that woman that came on and said she would never forgive the 16, because of the 16 family she lost in the towers. May your heart even just soften a little And may we always choose love over fear and over hate. May we always choose to soften rather than to harden. May we always choose to open rather than to close. All right, so thank you for stopping in. And please subscribe and please um, share, rate, review, all that fun stuff if you'd like to. If you enjoyed these solo episodes, let me know. I'll do more of them. Um, if you're a part of our Patreon community, check that out. They've given me some of these ideas for things to actually film, for, for uh, stories to do and for questions to actually answer. Um, and I always like to end these with please be kind and gentle and tender and loving towards yourself in your thoughts on purpose. And please remember that your past is not who you are and your future does not have to look like your past. All right, God bless you. We'll catch you real soon. Well, I had an absolutely incredible sleep last night, deep and dreamy. When is the last time you had a sleep that you're like, oh, you wake up feeling refreshed, you're ready to kick butt, go to the gym? One of the minerals that we are all very, very deficient in is magnesium, and I've been looking for a good quality magnesium for a long time that actually hits all the points. Uh, And BiOptimizers has one that has all seven types of magnesium that you will be sure you're getting the highest absorbability. The highest quality, and actually allow your body to get all seven types of magnesium, which isn't inc- the only one out there that does that. I love this company. They have amazing integrity. They have a couple other products for digestion. If you find yourself with terrible digestion, they have an enzyme for that. But please, if you like this podcast, you can click a link and just go have a look and read some of the science around magnesium and make sure you use my code, which I'll put in the description. Uh, when you check out, and that just helps support the podcast and some of the things that I like to do outside of um, my regular career. So thanks again for listening, uh, and we'll see you soon. God bless. On the New York street, it's getting cold now. I'm only trying to help them see Empty souls and sunny faces always oh, staring back at me I walk by faith, not by sight I know my feelings Though you slay me I will trust you By faith, not by sight, no matter